man, oh man, my guy Mickey got jams. If only Twitter would allow him on the stage. They rug our first space. Now we cannot get him up here to speak. What is going on, Mr. Dorsey? You have such a fire feature here, but it's... Wait, he quit, actually, didn't he? He did quit. What up, Kazi? What up, Ja? Let's see if it's going to... Oh, Kazi, can you can you hear me? Listen, bro. <laughs> What's up, G? You know what I'm saying? Might as well take the second best, you feel me? <laughs> <laughs> Kazi making the first reappearance. Listen, I'm at the day job right now, you know what I'm saying? We're talking about quiet in this bitch. Um, <laughs> what's up? Hey, what up, man? Yo, wh- where are you at? It looks beautiful. I'm at Netflix. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> can't can't give can't give out any more details on that one. Uh, but, oh uh, man, I will say I did a lot of work when there were no shows and no events or anything during COVID. I did a lot of work in TV because it's just you know it's easy for me and it was good money. And the Netflix stages in Brooklyn are some other shit, bro. Like streaming services building out their own shit is a fucking game changer because everything shooting TV was like renting out shitty spaces before and they're all like fine but like Netflix because they have their own branding and shit it's just like it's a different level so I'm, li- I'm living good over here they're the only company that can get me to go back to doing this shit right now <laughs> yo that's crazy G I didn't even know that Netflix had warehouses out here or set stages I didn't either but they're I remember the clothes. first time I went on a on like a uh, I did uh, not did but I went to SNL mm-hmm. And that set kind of blew my mind because it's you don't realize that all of the sets are literally built right next to each other. Yeah. Like is is crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, I've never been to SNL. I kinda know how it works in theory, but like yeah, I've never seen the full scale of it. And just like as someone who's done production and like I got into music by doing like theater tech and like stage management and shit like that like i'm super into all that shit so i want to go one day for sure that's is probably the best example of that because there's no show that has a higher production value or production budget i should say that can do those kinds of things live you know yeah crazy now i'm i'm <laughs> kazi and mickey work together a ton and bunch of different things and he is filling in currently, but I'm trying to figure out how we can get him on here. I'm like, yo. Oh man. Um, what's today? Thursday? What you got planned for this weekend, G? We got we got any we got any parties we could plug? We low key don't this weekend. We're taking the weekend off, but I could plug my homies. If people are in New York, I, there's a crazy ass party happening at Baby's All Right on Saturday, which is uh there's like six let me pull the flyer up. There's like six different DJs on there. They're all my homies. Um, and it's- yeah, pull pull the flyer up. Let me uh shout out Kazi and his new DJ duo, Last Kiss. Listen, bro, it's, it's <laughs> I used to DJ a lot when I was at Kinfolk and like in high school, I DJ parties and shit. But I stopped for a while just to kind of focus on music. But I think doing it as a, I mean, I met Lafayette, who's my my partner in this duo, uh, in Miami, like just this past December at Art Basel, and we just like partied for a week and we just clicked really fast, and so we wanted to bring the duo together just to kind of like keep that same energy from that trip going so is that him there we go that is him you guys got me to download uh twitter back on my phone (laughs) 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 oh man yo what is up but uh, a lot man it's been a minute 
Yo, for real, for real. All right, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a kick things off. Uh, yo, Kazi, I appreciate you coming yeah, in. I'm going back to work. Love you, Especially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> peace, Kazi. <laughs> yo, I would like to welcome everyone to the 21st episode of Money Trees. I am your host, Khufu. I am joined by a very, very good friend of mine, an amazing artist, people connector, manager, and co-founder of one of the dopest platforms, event hosters, creators, community builders, or community building brands that I know. I think I said that correctly. I, that was all of it. Thank you so much, man. I love it. Thank you for joining me today. I would like to introduce everyone to Michael Persall, also known as Mickey. Thank you, man. I'm so happy to be here to catch up and talk about all the things we've been doing and Web3 and all the fun stuff. We got to we gotta rework my bio because that was uh, that was better than anything I've ever had, I think. So. Oh, I thought you were going to say it wasn't good. I'm like, oh, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I tried to get yeah, it. Yeah, you got it, bro. <laughs> Yo, man. So you know what's crazy? And I meant to ask you about this because uh, I know the artist name, Mickey, do you prefer that? Should that should I adjust the note? Because I know that your Twitter handle is your name, but then your name is your artist name. What do you prefer? We can keep it. We can keep it as Mickey. I think it's uh, you know, that's a that's a decision I've been trying to make for a long time, and I think Mickey's easier to remember. So that's what I've been rolling with lately. But uh, fire. So we'll 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 get your note updated after this episode, and before we mint it on the blockchain forever, I will make sure that it is representative of the brand name that you want. Yo, my G, I am like very very hyped to talk to you uh, to talk with you. Uh, really cool that Kazi kind of was able to jump in here because Kazi was part of the inspiration that started this, and. Kazi is one of those people that when I have conversations, I always leave charged. Mickey, you are the exact same. And it's nuts because <laughs> we both just are doing so much that it's hard for our schedules to align. And I know, you're, are you still out west? Yeah, sure. Yeah, see, and we switched coast. We were in New York. It was easy. I moved out to LA, got funky. And then I came back. And I think you, me and you, like, literally moved opposite ends the same month. Yeah. It was wild, man. Um How's how's the uh, how's the West Coast treating you? It's been good, man. I mean, I grew up um, to kind of set the stage a little bit, like in bed and breakfast, like an hour and a half south of San Francisco. So, you know, being back in California and seeing family more often, and you know, just having uh, fewer seasons has been has been nice. But um, yeah, you know, just kind of like lifestyle change. You know what it's like, like being in the city, and you know that can kind of catch up to you sometimes. So been nice just been you know touching grass more and and like going to places just to look at views it's uh you, know, you don't really you know appreciate that kind of stuff when you're kind of you know in a, in a larger like you know metropolitan area i feel like so but that's just the kind of guy i am too you know i'm like kind of a kind of an introvert so you know nature does me does me well yeah it allows you to recharge i love that touching grass yeah. <laughs> i think i tweeted that the other day I was just like, yo, life is fucking beautiful, man. Like, I love all the Web 4 tweets when they're all just about getting back to nature. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> it was like Web 3, we have destroyed everything. Yeah. How about you, though, man? How's, how's everything going over there? Kidding me with all the throwbacks. 
Oh man. So I was like, damn, he's just still up. <laughs> Yo, but it's it's a good record. I know. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. That is crazy that that's the one that like got the most plays for me over the years. But you know, I think that there's a um, there's a familiarity to it, and we know how much the algorithm rewards familiarity. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, you know, who who knows why the streams do what they do? Okay, so Twitter has had some issues with spaces. We are going to chop in a little bit of the first uh, <laughs> recording that we did, but I believe you had asked me what I had going on, and then I was getting muted in and out. I'm going to make it kind of quick, but super long story short, Web3 has opened up my mind from like a creative marketing perspective. And the way that I think about projects and the way that I think about artists being able to create their brands and grow audiences has changed with the advent of NFT and blockchain and all just the things that are encompassing Web3. So with that being said, I don't really want to talk about me, Mickey. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I want to hear about you. We're going to have to do another call. Where oh, we, yes. We catch up. Absolutely. But, like a, a proper catch up. I want yeah. to tell you what my like impetus behind starting money, money Trees is and why I want to hear about you. So I mentioned earlier that people like you, Thomas just joined in here, Kazi, Every time I would see you guys, your energy, amazing. Every time I would talk with you guys, I would leave inspired, ready to go and do more. And I think that with NFTs and the idea of like, you know, immutability, it's so fire to have a platform where I can kind of immortalize these people that inspire me. So I take, I have my artist that I work with, Fernando, he draws that one of one note of you. And then we list that as an NFT and it celebrates your appearance here on the show Money Trees. And what I ask with, all right, what I ask from my guests when they come on the show is to share some of the ideas that they're working on, to essentially plant a tree, to create a moment in time for us to look back months down the line, years down the line, and see how this tree, this idea that you planted here in our conversations have grown. I was um, thinking about how you owned one of my nights. Tuesday nights were treble Tuesdays. And it that is a, that is a hard thing to do. <laughs> I'll say that for anyone. To get a group of people committed to constantly doing something every single night is amazing. And I know that seems like a, com- a complete tangent, but the it connects because I think about that idea and I think about what when you guys first told me what it is you were trying to accomplish with Treble and I watched it grow and grow and grow and grow and grow and you did many of the things that you said you were going to do. You know, you planted that tree, you nurtured it, and you guys built an amazing platform and provided amazing experiences to so many New Yorkers. Like I know for, I I wouldn't have even met Thomas if it wasn't for a treble Tuesday and a bunch of other great friends that I've made from there. So I wanted to just catch up with you, hear more about the things that you have going on and have, you know, my guy Mickey plant some trees on my show. I appreciate it, man. It's um, rituals are powerful. You know, it's like, you know, for for me, 
you know, I really first learned that when I was, you know, playing shows every day. I was like that year where I graduated college and I was performing every night, like my New Year's resolution. I remember, I think I told you this story, but it was to play like 300 times in the year. Um, and, you know, I was including open mics in that too. And I ended up playing 408 shows in New York in 2015. And, and that kind of like taught me the power of showing up and how showing up can really build community. And, you know, how I became a regular at like dozens of different venues that had these, like, you know, the Lower East Side venues, Rockwood, Mercury Lounge, Pianos, and, you know, those kind of like, 150 to 300 cap spots but then also all these like you know bars and, and lounges and really anywhere that you know i could get on stage um became a regular and kind of like each saw that each of these venues had their own communities and and the more i kind of showed up to each the more i started seeing the communities like kind of spilling over into each other um and it really you know i kind of witnessed like this kind of like singer songwriter scene in downtown new york start to you know pop up um like it was different than I, than you know what I thought existed when I was you know just in school, kind of like thinking about being an artist and like poking around in the music industry through internships. Um, and I think just that like organic growth really got me um, into the idea of just building communities in general. And you know I started like building artists like websites for friends who needed help packaging themselves so they could pitch themselves to the venues I was performing with my band or different media outlets that I was getting covered by because. Like at that time, like Hype Machine and the blog era was like, you know, everybody was trying to get on blogs and then playlists. Um, so, you know, I think like that kind of, you know, spilled over into Treble too when we launched Treble Tuesdays and how, you know, just kind of doubling down on, on a ritual um, can really help build community and bring people together to have conversations about what that community looks like and how it's going to grow. Um, and you see that happening in almost every Discord now, Web3, you know, where... People are doing these like weekly standups. Song Camp's got their Monday call. You know, Zootopia and what Latasha's doing, and and you know these rituals really bring people together and create a framework. I think to um, you know to come back and, and have these conversations and, and fill each other in on you know new ideas and and iterate um, faster. You know, on, on roadmaps and um, yeah, man, it's just like the, the, the rituals. You know, you see it in sports too, like. NFL on Sunday and, you know, religion does too is for, you know, if you're Christian. So it's, it's, it's an interesting thing when you, when you think about rituals and what they can do for communities. Um, but yeah, just a little bit of a tangent, but. No, not a tangent at all. Gee, I can't wait to clip that because <laughs> that was fire. And I don't think I've heard, I'm actually very sure that I have not heard people double down on the importance of rituals you know we we talk about consistency and consistency and rituals while they're synonymous there is a difference to them and i think with having those rituals that that there's a it's kind of more of a brand associated with that with some of the names that you said with like a treble tuesday or a zorotopia or or song cam i think they what are they called the heartbeat yeah yeah yeah. for the song cam calls yeah like that rituals have another layer of branding to them and it becomes things like nfl sundays or we mentioned the treble tuesdays but anyway no that was fire not a tangent at all i'm thinking about how you guys were able to build a community irl which to me is harder than web3 not that it's a the discount how difficult it is to build a community online but to unite people locally you don't have as large of a pool and you're competing with a lot of other um other local like platforms or businesses we'll say so 
What lesson do you think you learned from building an IRL community that gives you an advantage to understanding how building Web3 communities work? Hmm. Um, it takes a village, you know, you can't do it on your own. And, and I think to really create that, that village and, and, um, it needs to be trust and you need to, you know, there have to be a lot of one-on-one conversations and so that, you know, there, because that's how you, that's how you connect with people, I think. And, and that's something I see that's missing a lot in web three communities is like so much context is suppressed on discord and flattened. And so you don't really necessarily know, you know, the full picture of who somebody is. And in some cases, yeah, I can see how that, you know, that that's helpful to like kind of remain anonymous and you can go in and out. But, but I think when you hold context back, like you, you make it harder to kind of understand where people are coming from. Um, and I think when you can get, you know, those one-on-one conversations, especially like, you know, FaceTime and in real life, like you just have more opportunities to connect and to understand, you know, the people that you're working with and, and ultimately, like, that's what it takes in order to, you know, coordinate and move um, collectively in a direction and, and to be able to change direction um, as needed and, and, you know, react to challenges together. Um, so I think that's like, you know, that's something that I think is really important um, is, you know, in the beginning of Trouble Tuesdays, being able to, like, have people over to Matt's apartment, you know, and it, that's like as close as you can get to you know, people who are building something. So I think, like, because of that, there was, like, it's so interesting because we were kind of, you know, Matt mentioned this um, a few months ago and it's it it kind of like operating treble. We were like operating off chain, but, you know, if we knew about the technology, it kind of would have been, would have been perfect. You know, the, the way that we were interacting with the community kind of building you know, bottom up rather than top down as far as, you know, what we were doing and, and how we were making decisions on like, you know, how to grow treble Tuesdays or what to do with a digital product or what kind of opportunities would be helpful for people in the tribal community um, so that we can go after them, you know, and that's how we got into getting brands, you know, and connecting artists to brand partnership opportunities and that kind of stuff. So I think, you know, to really, to really get to those insights, you have to have a lot of conversations and talk about real problems and challenges with real people experiencing them. Um, and then take those insights and, you know, and, and let it inform a strategy. And and that's, that's what I love about web three. And that's like, I can't get enough of it because you know, this, the power of collective intelligence is, um, you know, something you don't really get at traditional, like hierarchical corporations where, you know, you have one guy who's making, making a call who has a bad day with, you know, something, some, somebody in his social life and like that could impact a lot of lives, you know? So I think, um, this is, this is much more my vibe and my style and like why, you know, I spend so much of my time now really trying to expose myself to as many communities as possible building a web three, you know, the, the tech itself. So I understand like what's possible and how, you know, how we can create new systems around um, people and communities rather than fit people and communities into existing systems. Cause I think when you do that in web two, like it's all prescriptive, you know, you're, you're creating content that, that will do well on this platform. And, and that takes out, you know, a lot of the, um, the originality in, in art and content and, you know, and originality is, um, is what hits, what it's what lands, what, what connects with people and makes them, you know, feel that that uh, shared experience. So ultimately, I think, um, you know, just digging into these communities, like understanding the tech and like understanding what's possible, like really unlocks people's imaginations and, and is really inspiring people to build new things um, that we're just not used to really, you know, having in, in like the current era of the internet. Yeah, it hasn't been possible. 
it's crazy that you're saying that about treble because now I'm thinking like, man, how I wish I had some treble po apps. Bro, can you imagine? Like, I could, yo, it's that would be insane, and then it becomes like. You know, oh yo, you hit five treble Tuesdays in a week, in you know, in a row. Okay, cool. Now you're getting this. Now we're doing this studio session for artists that have performed at treble three times. And you know, like you can track that. You could have done that before, but it would have been nowhere near as like feasible. It would not have yeah. been as seamless. the The experience would have been completely different. And so it's wild thinking about. Oh man, that's that's. It's, it's <laughs> damn, crazy. that's crazy it's that like, you say it's, that. It's, um... We were even having, we had so many conversations with like advisors and we we're just like trying to figure out ways to like, you know, to give more ownership of the, of the company to people in general. Like, and like, that's how we were always thinking and what we wanted to do. But it's like, there, there's the way that, you know, the way to do that, like outside of Web3 is really hard. You know, we give like credited investors, either like start, you know, crowd engine and companies like that, where you can like crowdfund and give equity, but like, you know, web three technology and the ability to just like airdrop tokens and, you know, based off of like specific like behavior, um, like it just simplifies everything. And, you know, I think brings ideas to life way faster. That, that's for sure. Okay. I hope I'm not giving away too much alpha here. So stop <laughs> me, <laughs> but there was the artist house. Can I speak a little yeah, on, yeah. on that? Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 So I remember when you showed me that and it was one of the sickest fucking things I had seen. And it was so needed in the city, a creative hub where you could go and relax and have different levels that serve different purposes with different rooms, with different vibes. And we don't have those type of collective spaces in New York. And thinking about, damn, being able to crowdfund that space through NFTs, like it just wasn't possible for like, you, like it wouldn't have, like you said, you would have had to do the accredited investors and yeah. trying to track who gets what, as opposed to that deck that you showed me. I kid y'all now. I don't know what your plan is still with that house. But, <laughs> excuse me. If y'all were to do a mirror article, like, or a mirror crowdfund off of that deck, I feel like you could get some bread. So yeah, I'm just throwing that out there. I don't know where your mind's at with it, but I mean, yeah, it was always like, you know, Treble always did like housing pop-ups at South by Southwest. And and the reason was like, what can Treble do to make life easier for artists at South by Southwest? And it's expensive to be there. And like, you want to go there as an artist and connect with people and like leave with good relationships and not like, you know, burning holes in your pocket. So we're like, let's just go get spaces let people crash for free and like set up like makeshift studios. And, and that was kind of like, you know, the first exposure to like artist housing and, and then, um, you know, Tangerine house, the, like a couple of guys who were in the treble community um, ultimately started that. And there was a, an apartment in, in Brooklyn. And it was basically like, you know, artist housing, um, co-living for artists and like how co-working for the creative market is more like co-living. Um, and so, yeah, we basically were like, all right, let's, let's like merge and, you know, Tangerine House kind of became one with Treble and, you know, all that was happening post 2019 South by Southwest after our first official showcase. Um, and that was kind of, the, you know, the direction we were going to take things and, you know, based off of really like learning how to operate as an agency by accident, um, working with brands and kind of like funding the company that way. Um, it just kind of made, made sense because we were having conversations about the events with brands and you know, brands and music companies, like even labels we were talking to really like the idea of, 
you know, of the artist housing too. And, um, you know, having studios, content creation facilities, and, you know, being able to just kind of like, you know, also create a lot of content around that. Um, it was, it, that was like where our head was at. And then, you know, we launched a crowdfund um, Kickstarter to announce that we had come together with Tangerine House and, you know, we we're going to do a bunch of these things. But, and then, you know, like the map changed and, you know, COVID was a big earthquake for everybody. So, you know, be, because of that, like, we kind of went back towards digital. We launched that platform, the web platform that gave everyone kind of like a, a EPK generator, pretty much, where you could plug in public facing data, um, streaming links, socials, and, and use it as kind of like a link in bio um, that you could then submit to opportunities with like our brand partners and stuff on the platform. And, and that kind of became the thing that we focused on throughout the pandemic. Um, and yeah, I mean, outside of that, like, you know, that's really when I started thinking like, you know, exploring other things too, like Web3 and, you know, got a little into DeFi and, you know, I guess around this time last year, um, dove into NFTs and, you know, one of the investors in Treble um, was really into NFTs because they have like clients that were looking for help on that side of things. So kind of just went down the rabbit hole and, you know, once, you know, once you go down the rabbit hole, there's a lot of other rabbit holes you can go down. So you know, it, it kind of just changed the way I was thinking about, you know, how I wanted to spend my time in general. You know, there, there's treble and the potential to, you know, to do more um, in the future and, you know, with the digital product and, and events, you know, IRL and, you know, in the metaverse. Um, and then for me too, like, you know, I think like a lot of people, um, you know, creating more time to really like, you know, think about all the things that have changed, like, and, and think about, you know, what direction did I want to move in that, um, was really in alignment with my own nature and the, and the you know, my skill sets and, you know, the kind of life I really wanted to live. Cause you know, I think a lot of, a lot of people in web three are feeling this now, just kind of that sense of burnout. Um, and that's easy to, to feel when you're running and there's no end point, you know, it's all like innovation and it's all like the new frontier. And I feel like that anybody building anything, whether you're an artist, you're building your career or you're building a startup, it's that kind of same thing. Like you can always run and run and run and run until, you know, you don't have a choice to slow down and, and that was kind of the thing I started focusing on was like, you know, really like working on working on myself so that I can better serve others. Because, you know, like if society is a reflection of our relationship with each other, then like first you have to have a good relationship with yourself. So like when people talk to me about like Web3 or, you know, even stuff I'm working on, like I really put that as the the priority, you know, and kind of like developing new daily habits that that give you more runway mentally and physically to to actually explore this like these new ideas because i mean ultimately like the same challenges come up no matter like you know what period of time you're in or you know what industry so i think um for me just kind of like going back to the the basics starting on that like making sure that that's you know prioritized in any working relationship i have like making sure that the people i work with prioritize that in their own lives and and the, the companies that i choose to work with like you know they they um you know, they emphasize the importance of, of that because they lead us to you know, like, you know, happy people who, you know, are self-aware and, and can build things together um, that can really change the world. And, you know, most of the time things fail because of people's inability to do that work on themselves and, you know, humans create problems and, and sometimes companies can't get past problems. So I think that, that was like my big insight, you know, from the pandemic was like the importance of, of, you know, doing the work on yourself so that, um, you know, you have the, you actually have that ability to execute on the things you really want to do, especially if they're ambitious. 
Man, you hit on some really fire points in there. You're a thousand percent correct. No matter what technological like advances are happening, that self-care is mandatory. And people tend to forget that. I think it's um you know, and I, I never I try to not knock things, right? I just try to say things are not for me. Yeah. And one of the big issues for me in the web three space is the idea of these anonymous founders. Mm. Because I think about something like Treble, where it's like, yo, I got to meet you and Matt. I can shake y'all's hands, look you dead in the eye, see how y'all are moving, and see kind of, you know, obviously I'm not with you every single moment, but I can see a level of self-care in the way that you carry yourself when you're out. I can see the way you interact with other people. I can see how you treat those people that you're interacting with and say, wow, yes, this is a community that is led by people that our values align with each other. And so when I start seeing anonymous founders, it becomes a thing of like, man, who were you prior to this? Mm. Who are you going to be if this is successful? Who are you going to be if this fails? And it's scary to me. I don't know if you're familiar with what happened with Beanie. A little bit, not not too too much, but kind of. So we yeah, we don't have to get too crazy into it. Long story short is you have a allegedly or alleged known grifter who created this persona and essentially scammed people out of $50 million and was this influencer that was pumping his own bags and caused tons of other people to lose money and, you know, did all this ish. And now he got caught and people exposed him, whatever, whatever. But he can just start up another thing under an anonymous name and people would not necessarily be all the wiser as to what was going on and so again not to knock anything but to me the real the real potential lies in that web 2 irl web 3 mesh the people that can kind of move seamlessly regardless of where they're at because they're doing things like, well, because of the thing you hit on like self-care. When you are a good person, when you're a smart person, when you're a person that, and good is subjective, so let me not use that word, but you're someone that works hard and has the right intention. Again, even good and right. You know, I don't want to yeah. start quantifying things and the people aren't, you know, are bad, but I just think those people are going to be poised for a different level of success in this space. Yeah. And we'll totally. see how it all plays out. Yeah, I totally agree. It's like, how many anonymous accounts can you even remember? You know, they all they kind of like, they they all will. Like, yeah, you can create your own brand and stuff like that. But like you said, it's like you basically are just dodging accountability. You know, so or like the potential like accountability that you'll have to, you know, face if you you know you mess something up or you you go against like what you say you stand for. So I'm definitely with you. I think like you know doxing is the move. I think. You know, there's so many different sides to that conversation, but, you know, I'm not, I don't think like I could ever create a new identity, like, unless it was for like music or something and some project that I was experimenting with, but it wouldn't feel right. I love, like, I love being me. Yeah. Like, I really, like, I don't know, man. I just, yeah. and I want other people to love being themselves. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. and maybe that's too idealistic and, you know, well, look, man, people you... want to have more escapism, but I'm just like, bro, like, Let's be ourselves. And that sounds so fucking cliche, but yeah. I mean, like, I a know, lot of people don't find happiness like living other people's lives, you know. And then they finally realize, like, oh, maybe it's because I'm not like being myself, you know. So, 
that like that's a good segue into something that I've actually been working on that's Web3 related. And you know, for me, like just to kind of set the stage again, like so much of the self-care that you know, the reason why it became priority for me and why I kind of was digging into myself is because like I went through an experience where I was dealing with like an identity crisis. Like I got a message from like a cousin being like, yo, you got a different biological parent like a few years ago. So for me, like turning like my biggest challenge into like, okay, how can you, how can you like feel good in your own skin, you know, and how can you like feel ownership over your identity? And and what are the things like I need to do to take the steps to get there? And and that's kind of what led me down the rabbit hole. And that led to like me learning, you know, I got really into mindfulness, meditate every day, journal every day, did the artist way, like everything that you could think of, like that you would find in Google search results when you type those questions in, like went through all that, you know, like experimented with different rituals, like daily to kind of, you know, you know, open yourself up a little bit. Um, expose myself to new ideas and like psychology philosophy and you know started to like explore other interests and develop new skills like no code like product development and and um and then web3 like kind of connected all these things into an idea for a community that really is like you know something that i plan on kind of like working towards and building up and, and who knows how it's going to manifest in the future but that community being north star and the idea being you know making it easier for people to create themselves to, you know, live the life they want to live and, and reward them for doing that, you know, so like, like, as a system, you know, that can manifest in a lot of ways, like play to earn, but for habit development, you know, like, um, finding different challenges, like 30 days of meditation or 30 days of learning web three and, and earning, you know, tokens or NFTs for completing that. And then if you need like that hands on support, connecting on a marketplace with specialists and creating more jobs for people that want to help other people like live, you know, the life that they want to live. So, you know, therapists, nutritionists, trainers, like, you know, people in, in these industries um, that really like, you know, have a, some sometimes have a difficult um, time, like, you know, doing that as their, their sole source of income, but, you know, incentivizing um, them to actually help more people by, you know, in, by implementing some sort of play to earn model on that side of things as well. So um, that's kind of like how so many, the things that I've been doing over the past couple of years, like where they intersected and, and um, kind of created this idea that, you know, I basically just threw up a Discord community and, you know, kind of I'm using it as a way to like bring people in from the different networks I'm a part of and, and share some of these things that I'm doing myself every day. Um, and, you know, seeing, seeing like before really committing to any sort of like, this is what this business is and this roadmap, like trying to understand like what the challenges are, you know, with, with people and like, you know, and, and, and that kind of gets to that root of what we were talking about, like starting with yourself before, you know, trying to project anything else. Um, because, you know, like the, the world is like, is really just a projection of our thoughts. And, you know, if you can really like dig into those and understand like who you are, what you believe, like why you believe these things and, and can ultimately become like somebody that really knows who they are and what they want. And, can kind of accept that that's going to change like moment to moment, you know, because we change with new experiences, with new information and, and being okay with that. Then I think you move fluidly in any direction, you know, um, you know, when there is an earthquake that changes that changes that roadmap, like, you know, you, you become, a, you, you become more uh, fluid and you cultivate the ability to actually like, you know, there's like a bunch of like 
like Buddhist sayings, but like bend, like, um, like bamboo does with the wind, you know, instead of snapping. So like, ultimately, I think getting into that kind of stuff, like benefits you like everywhere else in life, like what you want to do and allows you to actually like, you know, accomplish your goals. So that's kind of been the, you know, the thing outside of like working with artists that I love and believe in that, you know, I want to see win. Um, that's been the thing that's been calling me as far as like, how can you create something that makes it easier for people to take those steps um, and to not have to feel like that time is not is being wasted because, you know, they can't spend that time earning money or doing something else that they feel like they have to do. Wow, gee, that was that was beautifully said. Thank you. Man. <laughs> we we have to we have to set up our offline yeah. and lock in the time because there are some projects that I'm working on that you will really fuck with and I want to support you in the project that you're working on as well. This has been really fire. Unfortunately, Twitter, you know, rugged us a few times and it took us a minute to get this one going. So before I let you get out of here, I have two questions I want to ask you. Mm -hmm. The first question is, what is your seed phrase? And now, <laughs> now <laughs> as you know, seed phrase is the 12 or 24 word recovery key that you're given when you set up your crypto wallet. I don't think seed phrase is scary enough. I think that we need to change the vernacular because if someone loses their seed phrase, they lose access to their cryptocurrency and their NFTs. Like it, it, I don't know. Seed phrase just it doesn't do it for me. Yeah. So here on Money Trees, we're planting trees. We're planting seeds. So your seed phrase is going to be the quote, saying, motto that encompasses what your mission is here in this space. So if you had a seed phrase, what would it be? Create yourself. Create yourself. Yeah, I think I'll roll with that. Create yourself. Yeah, no, that was. I just want to make sure I heard you correctly. Yeah. Yo, I love it. I think that you have explained throughout your talks to, or through through our conversation today, you have explained why create yourself is your seed phrase, and I do think that sums it up very beautifully. Right. My second question to you is: I'm going to list this one of one Mickey Money Trees twenty one note as an NFT. What is the price going to be? Oh man, what uh, see now, like my, my first thought is like, what's the market price for? Um, let's see, let's do let's do 777 ETH. There it is, yo, Mickey, man. I, I love that. I love what you spoke about today. I'm really glad that we were able to reconnect here on Money Trees. Like, thank you, thank you, thank you for trusting me and getting on here and talking and being very open, very vulnerable, and sharing many of the gems that people need to pay you consulting fees to hear. So, <laughs> yeah, I appreciate the love, man. And, and uh, right back to you. I'm, I'm hyped to do this conversation follow up to where we can dive into everything you're working on with you know, oh yeah 30, gee, we have like real not long enough for us when, when we catch definitely up. not <laughs> <laughs> definitely not man yeah. so you know like I, I i know you're about to 
I'm going to text you and like we have to put something on the books today. Yeah, <laughs> Not for today, but yeah. we'll get it on the books. Yeah. Um, yo, man, thank you for coming. And yeah, we'll be talking soon. Sounds good, man. Appreciate it. Later, G. Later.